Random.org and the International Ladies Garment Workers Union present the Low Def Holiday Special, starring Dan Morin as Lumpy. Tiffany Tiffany Arment as Itchy. Uh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Firing That sort sort of sounded Wookiee-like. That was pretty good. (laughs) Jason Snell as Beatrice Arthur. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Hamilton as the Jefferson Starship. Pretty accurate. And Monty Ashley as a poorly animated Canadian cartoon about Boba Fett. Oh, I was I spent all day getting as itchy as possible. Was that not oh. right? Well, you know, you can kind of leak into Itchy's territory if you'd like. Oh, I'm leaking. And I'm your host, Bruce Valanche, but you can call me Steve Lutz on the Low Def Holiday Special. <sighs> wow, that's exciting, was, isn't it? That was big. You oh, know, uh Tobor is robot spelled backward. I've no. I don't you know buy I'm it, actually though. in the Ladies Garment Worker Union. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. For real. Can you sing the song? Do you know the official song? No, they didn't teach us a song. Oh, they just God. wanted our money. Yeah. <laughs> those uh those characters of course were announced in order of play as determined by random.org. Remember, you can't spell grandom.organ without random.org. <laughs> Does the baby grandom.organ so die? In uh, the movie, <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so here's how we play low definition. That's how the rest of us feel already? Yes. Uh, first, we put on our matching red robes and gather around the transparent orb. Mm-hmm. The orb will light up, and you'll be transported into space near a small glowing portal. Uh, walk into the portal, ignoring the physics of how space works, and you'll find yourself at the Tree of Life. At that time, I will read you an obscure word. Uh, you, in turn, will send me a definition for that word. If you know the correct definition, send me that, and you'll get three points immediately. If not, send me a fake definition that you think will fool the other players. Once I have all the definitions, I'll read them, and each player will get to guess which they think is the real one. You get two points for correctly guessing the real definition, and one point for each player you fool with your fake answer. Then we'll all sing an insipid Life Day carol set to strangely familiar music. Are uh, you in turn? It. Is that a sheep you don't pay for its job? <laughs> yes. Now, Brian, we should not be interrupting these important rules. With What's that, Monty? Jokes. What? Please continue, Steve. I'm going to have to start over. <laughs> no. no, that's all right. I dare you. I insist <laughs> that you start over. So here's how we play low definition. Oh, you want me to go all the way to the top? No, that's all right. Yeah, could you uh, repeat the part it, we... about orbs again? Yes. Uh, we put on robes. Orb lights up. Walk into the portal, uh, tree of life. Okay, Wait, good. Left or right at the tree of life? Straight to the tree of life. Oh, okay, got it. You don't don't go around the tree of life. You will die. I mean, yeah, it goes without saying. Ironically, uh, we play to eighteen, the number of Wookies it takes to screw in a light bulb. Uh, oh, and uh, just one more thing. <laughs> If nobody correctly guesses the real definition of a word, I, the evil Darth Valanche, will score five points. That means that if you blow it four times, I win the game, the rebellion falls, and life day is ruined. So don't do it. All of Kazook is depending on you. So. Whoa. <laughs> who oh, wants to play? Kazooks. <laughs> Kazooks. So who wants to play this dumb game? Me. Me. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> oh, good. Well, we lost one. 
So we generally start with round one. Uh, today, I think we'll start with round one. And the word for round one is Deltiology. Deltiology. That's D-E-L-T-I-O-L-O-G-Y. Deltiology. Please send me your definitions for the word Deltiology now. Here's what a... Um what a uh, uh, power move on the incomparable game show sounds like, which is a week before the last slot before Christmas, Steve's doing a holiday themed episode. Gotta love it, man. Thereby meaning that even though Dan is supposed to have the next week with uh, Inconceivable, I guess it'll get bumped now <laughs> because a holiday themed episode of Low Def in January seems stupid, like stupider than <laughs> usual. That's perfect. It's already too late for it to air when Life Day actually happens, which is in Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, we miss Life Day. In this is just a general. This is just a general <laughs> holiday themed thing. This is not necessarily Life Day exclusive. It's true. I'm tired of people saying Happy Holidays when they should be saying Happy Life Day. Is this yet another thing Tiff hasn't seen that we're going to force her to watch? Star what? Is it? <laughs> it's a Star War. Um. You know how Star Wars is mostly about Wookiees watching virtual porn? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. <laughs> yep, story checks out. Yep, that's accurate. All right, all of the answers are in for the word Deltiology. I will now read them. Listen up, because you got to pick one soon. Deltiology, the study of mouths of rivers. The study of change. The study <laughs> of fertile wetlands. Sounds like we're pretty good at half this word. <laughs> we all know what ology means. The hobby of collecting postcards. All right, you're out. <laughs> Definitely not that. The study of back hair. Or the study... <laughs> Of river basins. Sounds like a theme. Those are your options for the word deltiology. And the first to guess amongst those is returning champion Dan Morin. Hello, Dan. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me. Um, <laughs> could you repeat that one about was postcards? Is the hobby of collecting the, postcards? The the hobby, the study of the hobby of collecting <laughs> postcards. Well, wait, wait a second. This is it's just the, the hobby of collecting postcards. <laughs> Oh, man. I like that one so much, if only because it doesn't have study in it. Uh, yeah, what the hell? I'll start off strong by going for that one. Why not? Yeah, why not? It's mine to lose. Next up is Tiff. Um, I'm also going to go with postcards. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's different, right? Everyone likes things that are different. <laughs> I'm different. I'm not. <laughs> Jason. I also am very excited about the hobby of collecting postcards. <laughs> Someone had a hell of a bluff. So are you going to pick that one? Yeah. Uh, He's just really into it. No Pile spread. On. Hey, Brian. Uh, Steve, give me some of that back hair. <laughs> <laughs> give me some of that hair. That beautiful, beautiful <laughs> back hair. My favorite ZZ Top song. <laughs> Brian trying out his great new catchphrase. Let's see if it sticks. <laughs> Give me some of that back hair. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, that leaves Monty. 
So three people took the postcard one, and then Brian didn't. Hmm. Interesting that. Mm. Playing the spread. Mm. Why couldn't Brian have gone with that one, too? That would have made your decision much easier. Because yes. I wanted to workshop my uh, my back hair slogan. That's nice. I like it. Thank you. It could well be that somebody is faking you out. It could. By choosing their own answer. I'm going with the river basin. Okay. That sounds like something worthy of study. It sure does. Lake tourists might well, go then, there. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, it may it may be a lake in the future. I think is the general ah. idea. But uh, yeah, it's not. It's not. I think it wouldn't be like an A one def, de- destination for your lock and velder. That's true. So uh, let's start with that one then. Monty thought that deltiology was the study of river basins. That was actually Jason's answer. So a point to Jason for that. Hey. Uh, Brian wanted some of that back hair, <laughs> uh, but uh, unfortunately, that was Tiff's back hair that you oh, got. So. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, no wonder you're itchy. Hey. <laughs> I lost that. Don't worry. <laughs> and that leaves three of you. Three, count them three, Dan, Tiff, and Jason, all of whom thought that Teltiology is the different one, the hobby of collecting postcards. And they are correct. Deltiology oh. is the hobby of collecting postcards. I should have assumed everyone would do the study of something, but what are you going to do? <laughs> so after round one, we have a tie for first place, three points each for Tiff and Jason. Uh, Dan is in third with two points. Everybody else has nothing, but it's early yet. So let's move on to round two. And the word for round two is... Pogamoggin. <laughs> Pogamoggin. You okay? That's spelled. <laughs> Excuse me, Pogamoggin. I, I slipped into German for a second there. Uh, it's pronounced, I'm sorry, it's spelled P O G A M O G G A N. Pogamoggin. Pogamoggin. Beautiful pine <laughs> furniture. Pogamoggin. Please send me your definitions for Pogamoggin. Now. Can you? Can you pronounce it the real way again? Because I can't stop singing the Magamagon song. <laughs> Pogamagon. Thanks. Do, 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 Heaven. Heaven. Pogamagon. Pogamagon. Bung. Come. Bung. Gobbin. Pogamogan. 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 A Pogamogon is a <laughs> two dimensional <laughs> shape made up out of pogs. How many sizes does it have? Hog sides. Mm-hmm. All right, all of the definitions are in for the word pogamogan. So here they are. Pogamogan. A crude boat with a hull made out of bark. A handmade wooden ball and cup toy. A person dressed in filthy clothes. A monster reputed to live in a river in Austria. More rivers. A, cl- a club with a knobbed head used by Native Americans. Or a trebuchet constructed for the purpose of tossing pumpkins. Toss a pumpkin with a pogamogan. <laughs> Those are your options for the word Pogamoggin. And the first guesser this round is Tiff. I'm going to go with the cup toy. Okay. 
Sounds good. Play some Pogamoggin. Sounds Pogamoggin-y. Mm-hmm. Jason. I'm going to go with the um, Native American club. I'm going to join the Native American club. Mm, they wouldn't mm. have you as a member. No. Okay, I tried. I was rejected. Brian. Um, hmm. I like the Austrian river monster. And he likes you. <laughs> oh, thank that's, you. Oh, that's so sweet. Can you tell him I say hi? I'm a huge uh, fan of his. Boy. Thanks. <laughs> no, it's Austrian Dan. Thank you. Danke. It's not Danke. a tumor. Danke. That is that is the weirdest courtship dance I think I've ever heard. <laughs> Monty. I also find myself in need of a stout Native American stick for whacking people with. <laughs> Do you? Well, mm, with mm. or without a knobbed head? Well, with, obviously. Because we've only got the knob the knobbed head variety. I'll make it work. All right. And Dan. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the uh, the cup and ball game. Okay. Go with it. I'm going. All righty then. So the word was Pogamoggin, and uh, Tiff and Dan both thought that a Pogamoggin was a handmade wooden ball and cup toy. Actually, that was Brian's answer, so <sighs> two points to Brian. Whoopee! Just cupped us right in there with that ball. <laughs> At the same time, Brian was uh, was all over the monster reputed to live in a river in Austria. Yeah. That was a concoction of Monty Ashley, so a point to Monty. Oh, I was thinking of Ogopogo, my mistake, sorry. And that leaves Jason and Monty, both of whom thought that a Pogamoggin is a club with a knobbed head used by Native Americans. That's a Pogamoggin. Two points each for Jason and Monty. Don't make us angry or we'll hit you with this club. (laughs) So after two rounds, whoa, Jason's out to a lead. Way to go, Jason. He's got five points. Tiff and Monty are tied for second place with three points each. Uh, with a fourth place, two-way tie, two points each, Dan and Brian, and I have nothing. So far, everybody's guessed the words. Well done, everyone. So let's move on to round three. Uh, let's do a little something different for round three. Why don't we do a round of Goo Complete Me? Mm. Mm. <laughs> that sounds great. Mm. Yay! <laughs> Somebody actually wants to be here. Hooray! <laughs> Uh, this is, of course, the round where I type in a uh, phrase into Google, and Google helpfully completes my phrase with what it thinks I'm probably going to search for based on magical algorithms. And uh, the search term I typed into Google this week was, Why doesn't Santa? Mm. Why doesn't Santa? Will you please tell me what Google completed Why doesn't Santa with now? Now, let me remind you, players, that listeners of all ages tune into this show. <laughs> so I will thank you for not spreading any filthy lies about jolly old St. Nicholas. Who, us? <laughs> oh, boy. You hear that, everyone? That's the sound of Steve regretting everything. No, I regret nothing. All right. Wow, you guys are fast tonight. This is amazing. We already have all of the autocompletes in for Why Doesn't Santa? So I will read them now, and uh, you figure out what Google told me when I typed in Why Doesn't Santa? 
Why doesn't Santa just keep all the presents? (laughs) (laughs) Why doesn't Santa quit? (laughs) Why won't you quit, damn it? (laughs) Why doesn't Santa eat the cookies? He does eat the cookies at my house. Why doesn't Santa... Make better cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Why doesn't Santa... Take the hint. Why doesn't Santa... (laughs) Have to poop? (laughs) Well, because he didn't eat all those cookies. Who says he doesn't? (laughs) Why doesn't Santa... Come to my house. (laughs) Or, why doesn't Santa move to a warmer climate? (laughs) One of those is, in fact, what Google completed the phrase, why doesn't Santa with, for me. And the first to guess which one of those it was, is Jason. I'm going to say, why doesn't Santa just keep all the presents? Why doesn't he? Because that would be awful, that's why. Brian. Why doesn't Santa come to my house, Steve? (laughs) I don't know, Brian. What did you do? I don't know. He doesn't even show up and leave you coal? I mean, there was that one time I... Oh, it's that. Uh, Monty. Um, I would also like to know why Santa doesn't come to my house. Really? You afraid, Santa? Huh? (laughs) You should be. Uh, Dan. Um, I'm going to go with why doesn't Santa move to a warmer climate? Interesting, interesting. Tiff. As sad as it is, I could picture a small child sadly typing this into the computer. So why doesn't Santa come to my house? Okay. Tom crying. (laughs) (laughs) All righty then. Well, let's see what's what. Uh, Jason wondered, why doesn't Santa just keep all the presents? Uh, it's because that's Dan's answer. Uh, of course it is. <laughs> we meet again, old friend. <laughs> Speaking of Dan, uh, Dan thought, why doesn't Santa move to a warmer climate? Sounded right. It's wrong. It was Tiff's answer. But really, why doesn't he? Yeah, it's a great question. He yeah. can live anywhere. His, he can do his job anywhere. Exactly. Anyone who's seen Santa and the ice cream bunny knows that his sleigh does not work well in sand. Oh, wait, I got the answer. Because of global war- warming, soon North Pole will be uh, beachfront property. Okay, sure. Yeah. It's topical. Like yeah, why, why wait? Go there now. Oh, live your life, complete Santa. me. <laughs> <laughs> and that leaves Brian, Monty, and Tiff, all of whom thought, why doesn't Santa come to my house? was a very sad thing that lots of small children were typing into Google. And they are unfortunately oh, right. No. That's yeah. My heart is broken. That's what Google said when I said, why doesn't Santa? Your misery is my points, children. So, wow, lots of points handed out that round. None to me, alas. But uh, after round three, Tiff You're is our alas. new leader with six points. Whoop, whoop. We have a tie for second with five points each, Jason and Monty. In fourth with four is Brian. In fifth with three is Dan. I still have nothing. I was unclear that uh, part of the Santa myth mythos is apparently that he doesn't poop. I, I, but apparently that's the case. I, 
Why doesn't Santa have to poop? I don't know. He, but he well, does poop. Th- there is the legend that he leaves coal in stockings, but that's All not right. entirely accurate. See, and I thought the I mean, well, you know when Yule log, of course. <laughs> oh, you know oh, when his huh. belly shakes like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> Get out of the okay. room. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Another good reason not to have a fire in the fireplace when it <laughs> turns up. Okay, so moving on to round four. Uh, round four is a listener word. Whoopee! Oh, listener word. Listener word. Our listeners have gifted us for the holidays with some great words. <laughs> the holidays, which this definitely is. Which somebody probably gave them and they didn't want, and mm. they're now re-gifting it to us. Uh, in this case, listeners Robert and Francesca. And they provided us the word... Twiffler. <laughs> Twiffler, that's T-W-I-F-F-L-E-R. Twiffler. Please send me your definitions for the word... Twiffler. Now. That's the celebrity couple name that I would have if I married Stifler. (laughs) 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 Twiggy and Stifler? No, Tiff and Stifler. Twiffler. There's a W. It just sounds better. I don't know. (coughs) Tiffler is just a dumb name. Come on. (laughs) When they replaced Sean William Scott with a cheaper version of him, or later American Pie sequels, they claimed it was his twin, and, well, I'm sorry, that doesn't hold up. There can't be a cheaper version of Sean William Scott. <laughs> Cheap-ass, off-brand Asian Sean William Scotts. It's not how they used to make them. All right, all the definitions are in for the word Twiffler. So here they are. Twiffler. A tube of fabric stuffed with beans used to block a drafty door. A Minnesotan baker. A tin used to bake small pastries. A plate intermediate in size between a dessert plate and a dinner plate. Size. Size definitions. That's a classic. Australian slang for a cheap cigarette or a magical creature that helps keep houses clean one of those is a twiffler and uh, our first guesser is Brian I like the baking theme so I'm between Minnesotan baker and tin used to bake small pastries hmm uh, no, no, you know what? I'm going with a very specifically sized plate. Okay. <laughs> Monty. Hmm. <laughs> there was one that was something like a tube of fabric filled with beans. Yes. Used to block a drafty door. Hmm. I like that one. I All approve right. of it and I choose it. It's nice to see beans being used to stop drafts occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) How ironic. Dan Morin, what's a Twiffler? Uh, Twiffle me this, Dan man. That's the second one of those I've gotten this round. I'm not sure what's going on here. Uh, I am... Also going to go with the used to block a draft. 
All right. Tiff. Describe to me that baker. The Minnesotan baker? Minnesotan baker. Minnesotan baker. Yes, baker. A Minnesotan baker. Why would someone from Minnesota have a specific baking term? Sounds to distinguish him from a Connecticut baker? Yeah, I know, exactly. I was thinking, oh, that one from oh, Arthur Sport? So, so which one was or the Wisconsin slang? baker, right? There was a slang one, too, at the end. Australian slang for a cheap cigarette. Oh, that sounds pretty good, too. Well, trying to picture Someone do an Australian <laughs> accent, quick. Just good day, mate. 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 <laughs> mate. Now, this is a nice. Now, say, Throw say another ship on the Bobby. With, no, talk about the... the Twifter. A Twiffer? Twiffler? Twiffler, mate. I'm feeding for a yes, Twiffler. Twif- Twiffler, mate. <laughs> I go on Twitter. Thank, you, thank you for news. workshopping that for me. I'm going to go with the baker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. Had somebody been able Tough to do a halfway decent Australian accent, would you have potentially gone for the cheap cigarette? Well, if it sounded like, you know, the accent squished into that kind of a word, then, then yeah, I think I, okay. I would have. All right. But it didn't work for me. Accent did not properly squish to your yeah. liking. All right. I'm thinking Jason. more Minnesota. <laughs> okay. Jason Snell. I, uh, I had, um, when I was growing up, we actually had a uh, tube of fabric stuff. I don't know if it was beans used to block a drafty door. It was, it was, and it was actually, um, it looked like a snake. Um, and you would put it, but was it a twiffler? But I don't think it was a twiffler. Whatever that thing was, I don't think it was a twif- twiffler. I am going to go down under with the Australian slang. Hey now. Can you hear can you hear the thunder? All right. This <laughs> cigarette comes from a land down under. Uh you are now being sued. And it's cheap. They they can't All right, men yeah. at work can't sue because they already ah. uh, No, they got they sued. got they sued, that's jumped. right. The kookaburra is coming after us all now. Indeed. All righty then. Well, let's see what happened there. Um, we all got we'll start with we all one. got twiffled, Steve. That's what happened. <laughs> Jason thought that a twiffler was Australian nope. slang for a cheap cigarette. Twiffler, Bruce. <laughs> okay, is that better? No, it's still not Australian slang for a cheap cigarette. It's Monty's answer. All right, good job, Monty. One, That's a one point to Monty. Very specific. It's Monty's <laughs> slang for Australian for a cheap cigarette. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of specific, Brian Hamilton thought that a Twiffler was a plate intermediate in size between a dessert plate and a dinner plate. A Twiffler <laughs> is a plate intermediate oh in size God. between a dessert plate oh and a dinner plate. I was scared off by Brian taking it. So a couple of points wow. to Brian there. Wait a minute. <laughs> Daniel Morin. I'm playing the spread. Nice save. Tiff thought that a Twiffler was a Minnesotan <laughs> baker. That actually is Brian's answer, so another point to oh, Brian boy. for that. Oh, no, for Brian. you're the Twiffler now. You got the, you got the mallard on the two cents. <laughs> what? Uh, wow. <laughs> Accent was Let's go back, so was Let's that go back to those Riddler voices now. <laughs> that, was, that was your Australian accent, right, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> that you leaves Monty you. and Dan, both of whom thought that a Twiffler was a tube of fabric stuffed with beans used to block a drafty door. What a great assemblage of words that is. Mm-hmm. I would vote for it myself, and I know what the answer is. Instead, you guys gave two points to Tiff. Uh, thank you. I, you know what? what is I had that a strong thing called, belief Tiff? that it was 
I don't know. It's a <laughs> it should draft, have a name. I, it's like a, it's a draft blocker or something. It's, it's a not, draft it extruder. Draft snake. You know, draft I was confident that it was Tiff as, as the only other person. Oh, I guess not the only other person. Brian, you're also from the East Coast originally. But I was like, that is not a California or West Coast thing. It's fine, I guess. Yep. Yeah. It rode in the microwave for 30 seconds, and it uh, provides soothing support for your lumbar. They're called door draft stoppers, apparently, which is That's not so as good boring. a name. They are now no, Twifflers. Twifflers. Yeah. The draft Tube door draft yeah. stoppers. Now, if we go back to the be- go back in time to the beginning of this game, we will be correct now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if there's beans in a tube and the tube's by a door and the door's got a draft and the draft needs to be blocked. And the hole in the ground and the green yeah. grass grows all around, all around. You got a, twi- you got a, a Twiffler snake. I know that. So you do. So let's move on to round five. Actually, let's see how those scores are first. Uh, after four rounds, Tiff is in the lead with eight points. Oh, yeah. Ryan is pulled up into second place with seven. Good job, Ooh, Ryan. Thank you. Monty Ashley's currently in third with six. Jason has five. He's in fourth place. And Dan is in fifth with three. Not I still have zero. Game. Well done, everyone. So let's move on to round five. And the word for round five is caconate. Caconate. That's spelled C-A-C-H-I-N-N-A-T-E. Caconate. Please send me your definitions for the word caconate. Now. kind of feel bad being in the lead of like on the top of all those crying children that's right you climbed up this chimney on the backs of a bunch of sad little kids I did like me and Brian (laughs) (laughs) Tiff you have not yet won a low definition no I I have not and you uh, far and away have the most appearances on the show oh yeah that should win so. something. <laughs> Maybe not far and away, but I think you have more than anybody else. It is my favorite game. This may be your night. Don't talk about it. You'll jinx it. Oh. <laughs> all right. All of the definitions are in for the word for round five, which was caconate. Here they be. Caconate. Lint from a piece of felt. A poultice made with ground seashells used to stop bleeding. To laugh loudly or excessively. A stone with a chaotic amalgamated structure. To clean a bathtub using bleach and other chemicals. That's not safe. (laughs) Or... To make or to make a huge mess. To be cleaned up with bleach and other chemicals. (laughs) Potentially. (laughs) So those are your options for the word caconate. Tells an interesting story when you stop the bleeding with the poultice, but then need to clean everything up. Do you think the stone caused the bleeding in the first place? Mm. Yeah. And all because of the lint. Bleach and other chemicals, and that just starts the bleeding again. And then someone laughs loudly and excessively. (laughs) (laughs) Like that! (laughs) (laughs) That's what they left of it, It's going to be fat time for me. So uh, let's let's start with Monty Ashley. 
Monty. Uh, I believe there was a stone with a chaotic amalgamated center. Structure. That still sounds delicious. I'll take one of those, please. <laughs> Okie dokie. Good texture. Good marbling. Uh, Dan. Well, in the words of Minnesota Baker, uh, I'm going with the poultice with crushed seashells. Okay. Sold by the seashore. Presumably. Probably. Where else do you get seashells? Actually, it's a terrible place to sell it. I could just go get my own. Yeah, yeah but they've already picked up the best ones. That's why Sally's on the dole. Tiff. <laughs> to laugh loudly and incessantly. In contrast to what you just did. That's uh, interesting. Uh, it is to laugh loudly and incessantly. <laughs> Jason. Uh, I'm also going to go with laughter. All right. Go with laughter. Go with it. And Tiff, who is also with laughter. And go on to you. <laughs> hey, she's doing something right. Uh, Brian. Uh, I, too, will laugh. It is to laugh. I'd love to laugh. Laughter and clear. Well, let's start with you three, then, since you all Uh-oh. felt that Cacanate oh, no. was to laugh loudly or excessively. You were 100% correct. Cacanate is to laugh loudly or excessively. High fives for everyone. Yeah. So two points each for Tiff, Jason, and Brian. Yay. I knew I was right the moment that Brian picked it. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Morin, meanwhile, thought that Cacanate was a poultice made with ground seashells used to stop bleeding. It sounds like it would probably promote bleeding to me, but you never know. And uh, that was Jason's answer. So point to Jason for that. That's such sure a video not. game answer. <laughs> we, uh, we're just the same, you and I. Two sides of the same <laughs> coin. <laughs> trying to shoot the moon tonight. <laughs> that leaves shoot Monty, something. who felt that Cacanate was a stone with a chaotic amalgamated structure. I don't think that means anything. <laughs> it really Dan, Dan Morin can maybe tell <laughs> I us loved what, that uh, answer. Yeah. what he meant by that. <laughs> it sounded pretty good. I like the image it creates in my head. Uh, that's why I'm a writer, Monty. <laughs> Look how amalgamated this center is. <laughs> and chaotic. <laughs> All righty then. Well, after five rounds, uh, Tiff is over the halfway mark. She has 10 points and is in the lead. Brian is in second with nine points. Jason in third with eight. Monty in fourth with six. Dan in fifth with four points. I still have nothing. Ooh, I'm beating Steve. <laughs> But maybe after this round, uh, that won't be the case because this is round six, which is the crazy round. What? Now I get it. Oh, no, it's too crazy now. We'll have to back off the craziness. Oh, the cricket came. They took part of me. I. The cricket is here. Oh, boy. Crazy. All right. Let's let's back off from that craziness. It's gotten too crazy around here. The word for round six is saloop. Saloop. What? Saloop. So it's a loop. Saloop. What? Saloop. A loop of what? Saloop. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it until so uh, Brian stops cacinating. <laughs> Saloop. No. <laughs> I'm going to be here all night. Saloop. 
All right, we can move on. Please send me your definitions for the word salup, which is spelled, by the way, S-A-L-O-O-P. Now, are you enjoying these holiday-themed words I've arranged? Yes, thanks, Steve. <laughs> there's, there's a holiday. Tis the season. That was, that was too much work. So bright. Pogamoggin. Pogamoggin. Celebrate your Pogamoggin. Cacanature Pogamoggin. It sounds like something you'd ride down a snowy hill. It has a festive feel to it. Deck the halls with Twifter and Deftology. See, what I've done is I've combined a pogo stick with a toboggan, and I think it's going to go great. (laughs) It can be... That actually sounds really fun. (laughs) When a a Bragamuffin rides a toboggan, it's a Pogamoggin. All righty. All of the definitions are in for the word saloop. Oh, Brian. We lost Brian again. <laughs> he said proudly. <laughs> so I will read them now. Saloop. <coughs> Jesus. Sure. A hot drink made from sassafras root. Eraser shavings. An oval track used for auto racing. A neighborhood barbecue block party. An alcoholic beverage. Wow. That's it? That's it. Or an ornate embroidered loop used to cinch a caftan. Whoa. Yeah, man. An ornate definition. <laughs> Indeed. So, those are your well available options. alcoholic beverage. <laughs> yeah, it does, I mean, it? If you don't have one of these, it's not really a caftan. It's just a common moo-moo, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, so, those are your options for the word saloop. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing it's saying that you're making it worse. Is saloop. I mean, Dan. <laughs> Can I pick Brian's laugh? Is that that an option? I don't believe so. Uh, I'm going with the sassafras one. Sassafras. Sweet, sassy, frashy, molassy, okay? (laughs) I'd like to retract my answer now. (laughs) I want one of them hot drinks made from a sassafras root. (laughs) It's the only way to survive out here in the wilderness. (laughs) (laughs) The sassafras puts hair on your chest. Or on your back. back. It's Deltiology. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me about Deltiology, you city folk. Well, I know river deltiology. basins when I see them. <laughs> I think that young man is a bit of a twiffler, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> He's Mission Baker. Wow. Okay, Tim. Carnations. Okay. Uh,. I, I'm going to go with the cinching of the caftan because I don't know. Ah, uh, yes, the annual oh, cinching of the caftan. The caftan. If you don't cinch your caftan, <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, and yes, that seems I... very, you know, holiday oriented. Sure. Right? Yeah. Didn't they, they wear caftans out there in the desert? Totally. During stuff? That Why not? I wasn't there, but perhaps. Jason. Um, I think all of these definitions are bad. 
Okay. <laughs> and Noted. I'm going to pick the worst of them, which is an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Brian. I like eraser shavings. That may be tied for the <laughs> worst definition. More. My strange addiction, Brian Hamilton edition. <laughs> Oh, I just love the razor shavings. Sorry, that looks like it reminds, makes me think of one of those iced tea memes where it's like, yeah, they call it a razor shaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kids these days are called a mixture of lemonade and embalming fluid. Uh, and uh, Monty, that leaves you. Here's my hypothesis. <laughs> should, this Steve was reading about the holiday special, uh-huh. as I as I assume he does every let's say week. <laughs> Yes. And there accurate. was a mention of B. Arthur in her resplendent resplendent inner caftan, and it says that she closed it with the salute, and that's where he got the word. So I am saying the caftan. It sounds like you think I'm reading slash fiction about B. Arthur <laughs> in the holiday special. That is a hundred percent what I think. <laughs> is okay. it still the crazy round? That's basically how I write inconceivable. Uh, I was not, but now I really want to go read slash fiction starring B. Arthur in uh the holiday special. It's mostly itchy slash. Um, <laughs> Art Kearney. Let's stop. Say there. Jefferson Starship. <laughs> the Jefferson Starship. Uh, okay. So all the guesses are in. Um, let's start with Brian Hamilton, who thought that Saloop. <laughs> <laughs> Hold for laughs. Were eraser shavings. Actually, that was Tiff's answer. So no. Tiff. Oh, I gave her a point. Come on. Yeah, hey. you did. You're the bestest. Tiff, meanwhile, <laughs> and Monty both thought that Saloop was an ornate embroidered loop. Used to cinch B. Used Arthur. Used to cinch a caftan. <laughs> Used to, you don't want to cinch B. Arthur. She gets very upset. Uh, God will get you for that, Jason. Um, <laughs> actually, that was Dan's answer. Oh, so. You got to cinch the caftan, otherwise you're opening the kimono. Oh, no. You got to be careful. The Sharif I, don't like wow. it. Cinch the caftan. Cinch the caftan. Very nice, Brian. That's a salute for you. Jason <laughs> I went salute with an alcoholic you. beverage. <laughs> Jason chose an alcoholic beverage. The worst answer he could find. I'm sure Monty Ashley appreciates that assessment. <laughs> gotcha. I had ingredients in it that I was like, eh, actually, let's just stop there. <laughs> Dan Morin thought that Saloop was a hot drink made from sassafras root. Pull up a cup of that Saloop and uh, enjoy the that's fire just, for a while. That's just hot root beer, isn't it? <laughs> well, and what's your Maybe. point? Uh, whatever it is, it's a Saloop. Oh. Yeah. Saloop, a hot drink made from sassafras root and milk and sugar, I guess. Drinking one right now. <laughs> Sounds good. Actually, I have no idea what sassafras root tastes like, but... Nope, no idea. It's, probably probably cool. it's, not, it's a lot like, yeah, it's a lot like root beer. It's so, sarsaparilla and root beer, yeah. They're, they're, Isn't that in Dr. Pepper or something? Yeah. M- yeah. Maybe. Sure, why not? Uh, so throw in some milk and sugar in your Dr. Pepper and you have yourself a salute. I don't need no highfalutin doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Got my salute right here. So after the crazy <laughs> round. It was crazy, all right. It wasn't crazy enough to knock Tiff out of the lead. She still has 11 points and leads. Uh, Brian has nine points. He's in second place. Dan is uh, in third with eight points. He's tied with Jason also in third with eight. Nice. And Monty's in fifth, but he's right behind him with seven points. I still have nothing. I feel shame. 
Not much shame, just a little bit of shame. So wow, that was a big turn for Dan. Four points that turn. Woohoo. Very impressive. Every Your caftan skills are strong. <laughs> well, that was exciting and fun, and we got to use the word caftan, which I always enjoy. But uh, let's do something a little different for round seven. Uh, this is a round I'm calling Krampus and Pals. Whoa. Um, around the world, all sorts of fascinating holiday traditions are celebrated this time of year. Uh, for this round, I'm <laughs> going to give you the name of one such tradition. And uh, I just want you to describe it for me. Um, you know, like Krampus, the evil goat man who, I guess, eats children that are bad <laughs> in certain parts of the world. Uh, but that's not what we're going to use here. We're our, our tradition for this round is called Tio de Nadal. Tio de Nadal. That's T-I-O with a left-facing accent. D E. N-A-D-A-L. Accente grave. <laughs> Is that how you say it in Spanish? Uh, in French. That's how you say it in French. In French, it's accent grave. Accent, accent grave. grave over the E. It's the so gravest say. of accents. I remember that because it's... I remember my French room, and we always said if you go that way and you go out the window, you go to your grave, and then the oh. other way you go out the door and you go. You, so it's a goo and a grave. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. you, go to a, you go to a goo the other way. Yeah, you a goo, you go out the door, or a grave, you die if you fall out the window. I, and if I you like burgoo, you're mnemonic for circumflexes. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's that? That's the, the little hat. Oh, yeah, petit chapeau. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a goo complete me? Is that anything? <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. No. Yeah, it's, it's the Google complete me round, but in French. Actually, I apologize. It's an accent aigu. Oh, oh, you. Oh. That changes everything. It does. Backspace, 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 right. backspace. I was four letters in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're describing what this person does. Uh, it is not necessarily a person. It's just a tradition. And Krampus is sort of a traditional character, so it could possibly be something like similar. Nickel. Yeah, or it could is, be uh, a some sort of an event. Is it Raphael Nadal? Yes. That makes a lot of sense, then. All right. So uh, all of the suggestions are in for what goes into the holiday tradition known as Tio de Nadal. I will read them now. Children are given straw dolls of baby Jesus, which they feed to livestock. Yeah, sounds like a straw man. What? Because of a Mexican superstition that every newborn must have an uncle, if a child is born to parents who don't have any brothers, the nearest man puts on a false mustache to play <laughs> Tio de Nadal in the birth photos. <laughs> Whoa. Salute. Salute. Yep. Did that happen in Coco? <laughs> is that Coco? <laughs> Spoilers. A man, a man riding a pig comes in the night and steals your shoes if you were bad. A hollowed out log is filled with treats. Then children beat it with a stick to make them come out. I will not be judged by some guy riding a pig. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. Uh-huh. Is that like the second or third time you said that sentence this week? <laughs> 
going surfing on Christmas Day. Or, in Venezuela, this figure is Santa Claus's brother, who gifts parents with a traditional fermented beverage. One of those is Tio de Nadal. And the first to get to choose amongst them is Tiff de Nadal. What, where did they get the fermented beverage? What was the country? Uh, Venezuela. A local microbrew. <laughs> Venezuela. <laughs> See, the only thing I know, uh, I know Uncle of, and I, you guys probably know that too. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, all right. Fermented beverage present. Or is it livestock feeding? <laughs> ah, the Fermented eternal beverage dilemma. Present. Fermented beverage present. It's my favorite kind. Uh, Jason. Yeah. Santa Claus's brother. He brings a beverage. <laughs> okay. I've decided. Brian, what have you decided? I have absolutely no idea. I hate all of these, and I will forego points if it means saving my dignity and not picking no, any have, of them. That's no fun. Answer. Uh, yeah, I'm going to answer. Um, man riding a pig steals <laughs> shoes. Okay, it's pretty, because that's the logline for my next. That's pretty good. Lovely. Uncle Christmas rides a pig. <laughs> sure. Wait, were the pig was the pig riding and the shoe stealing the same guy? Yeah, yes. That dude is an over. He rides a pig in, and if you've been bad, he, he steals he, your shoes. He rides he's the pig so he can be low to the ground and easily reach the shoes you've left right. lying around. You know what? That makes sense. Sure, we'll take it back. Out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Monty, uh, Santa Claus's brother and his lovely fermented beverages. Okay, wow, lots of fermented beverages out there tonight. Well, we're getting pretty late into the game. Sure, and that leaves Dan. Could you reread me the one about the person who poses in the photographs? I don't even vote for it. I just really need to hear it again. Because of a Mexican superstition that every newborn must have an uncle. If a child is born to parents who don't have any brothers, the nearest man puts on a false mustache to play Tio de Nadal in the birth photos. I'll thank you to read my terrible answer in a straight face. Wait, he could have picked that one. What are you doing to yourself? Uh, Reverse I, psychology. <laughs> I'm going to go with the shoe stealing as well. I should note that I sometimes laugh at the answers I know to be true. <laughs> well, they're ridiculous too. So so you're on the shoe stealing pig, pig man, right? I'm, I'm right yeah. behind Brian on the shoe stealing pig. All right. Oh, wow. now you're on uh, Team Brian, huh? There we go. I, You know what? I saw the error of my ways. <laughs> I'm in second place. Come on, Dan. That's what I'm saying. I la- I'm now hitching my wagon to you. Or my pig. One of those. <laughs> what? Pig train. Okay. So, uh, wow. Not too many choices made there. I mean, not too many choices picked from there. Uh, we have Brian and Dan, both of whom thought that Tio de Nadal involves a man riding a pig who comes in the night and steals your shoes if you were bad. <laughs> That actually was uh, concocted by Tim. Oh, man. No! You know what? You're in that one, too. That was great. She's she's (laughs) nailing it. She's nailing it. Speaking of Tiff, she, Jason, and Monty all thought that Tio de Nadal is Santa Claus's brother in Venezuela who gifts parents with a traditional fermented beverage. 
That actually was Dan's no! answer. So Dan's making his move. Should have said man. he was wearing a caftan. That means that nobody correctly oh, guessed no. what Tio de Nadal is. Uh, it wasn't children are given straw dolls of baby Jesus, which they feed to livestock, which <laughs> sounds somewhat blasphemous. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was mine. But I'm, I'm sure it's heartwarming to somebody. That's Jason's answer. Jason. It's a uh, nobody, uh, nobody even <laughs> the gave sight a... Of a giant goat head <laughs> chomping down on Jesus uh-huh. does not seem... It's a tradition, Monty. <laughs> Don't question it. <laughs> Well, he's gonna he's gonna be back in a day or two. <laughs> he's yeah. gonna look a little different. Uh, my, speaking of doubting, uh, Thomas doesn't believe him until he says, "As you can see, goat slobber all over my head." <laughs> uh, strangely, no one picked Monty's because of a Mexican superstition that every newborn must have an uncle, etc., etc. Which I've already read twice, and my jaw hurts, so I'm going to stop there. <laughs> That one's so good. <laughs> uh, likewise, no one went for Brian's going surfing on Christmas Day, which I, I could I, see. I could see that, too. Hey, dude, we're going to do a little Tio de Nadal. Come join us, bro. <laughs> Whoa, so, so it's a Christmas pinata <laughs> log? <laughs> it is, in fact, a hollowed-out oh, log no. that is filled with treats. Then children beat it with a stick to make them come out. It's Tio de Nadal, also known uh, in the in uh, Catalonia as Cagatio. Uh, which means the pooping log. <laughs> what? Uh, I thought Tio was uncle. Uh, in Catalan, accent. it is Tio means log. <laughs> it is the, the, the caga Tio, the pooping log, which uh, they put in the fireplace. They paint a little smiley face on it so it looks like <laughs> a little man. They hollow it out. And then starting on December 8th, they fill it gradually with uh, treats of various kinds. And sure. then on Christmas, the children run in, beat it with a stick, and tell it poops the treats. <laughs> and as they do this, they sing a song. <laughs> this also this doubles game. as the modern art art guessing sing round. The song. Sing the song. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't have the tune handy. Although I did <sighs> look it up earlier, but the song goes like this: Cagatio, Cagatoro, Aveanes Imato, Sino Cajues Be, E Dare Un Cop de Basto, Cagatio, which roughly translates to. Poop log, poop nougat, <laughs> hazelnuts, and mato cheese. If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with a stick. Poop log. <laughs> wow. This is Said a real Steve thing. To his cat. I mean, nougat's pretty accurate. That's amazing. This is a, no, that's actually the sort of treat that they put in the log. Yeah. And then the final thing in the log is salted herring or a small onion. That's how you know <laughs> the pooping is done. Yeah, I'm the same way. Wow. Oh, I love the world. <laughs> In other news, I'm moving to Catalonia. So, wow, I got you some got points some that points, round. Yeah. This is exciting. But, uh, yeah, after round seven, here's where we stand. Tiff is still in the lead with 13 points. Uh, Dan has made a strong move in the last couple of rounds. He's got 11 in second. Brian's in third with nine. Jason has eight in fourth place. And Monty is in fifth with seven. I'm still in sixth, but I've got five points now, which is great. So uh, let's move on to round eight. And uh, okay. that's a regular old word round, although in this case, the word was, was uh, provided by Listener Matthew. Oh, Listener Matthew. Yeah, that's that guy. Thanks, Listener Matthew. And uh, the word he provided was... Fliverboob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fliverboob. That's spelled F-L-I-V-V. E R 
B-O-O-B. Fliver boob. Please send me your definitions for listener Matthew's word, fliver boob. Now. I'm so happy nobody knew Tio de Nadal. <laughs> I was going to be so disappointed if people knew the pooping log. <laughs> what do you mean? It's Santa Claus's brother. <laughs> it just, the definition seems so much like somebody just took a pinata and turned it into something that was basically a pinata for Christmas and slid it back into the definition. So that's why I discounted it. But it turns out. Mm-hmm. Catalonia, man. As opposed to all the other ones, which were based on thinking that T.O. meant uncle. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's basically taking the the hidden message of the piñata, which is that you're beating something until it poops. Mm-hmm. It's and making it, overt. it yeah. just right out there in the open. All right. All of the definitions are in for the word fliver boob. And now I'm going to read them. Because that's how this game is played. Oh! <laughs> oh, go <laughs> completely. completely. <laughs> that explains why I'm doing so badly. I don't understand any of this. <laughs> Should I go back to the beginning and read through the, the opening text again? Oh, my. <laughs> All right. The word was flivverboob. Someone who pretends to know a lot about cars. <laughs> I know those people. <laughs> a prosthetic breast worn inside the bra to enhance the bust line, also known as a chicken cutlet. <laughs> Beef braised in sherry with onions and currants. Similar definitions there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Certain cutlet. A reckless driver. Someone who's far too interested in automobiles. <laughs> or the driver of a gangster's getaway car. So there you go. One of those is the real definition of fliver boob. And the first to get to guess which one it is is Jason. Oh no. Yeah, oh yes. Jason, show us the way. Well, lots of car definitions here for sure. Um Oh, wow. Um I'm going to say someone who pretends to know a lot about cars. All righty. Brian I'm going to be a person that pretends to know a lot about picking. The answer, pretends to know a lot about cars. All right. Two for pretensions of car knowledge. Okay. Monty. Uh, Was there a, there was like a reckless driver one? A reckless driver. That's that's close enough. (laughs) (laughs) I will take, yes, a reckless driver. Okay. Dan. Uh, I am going to pick also the reckless driver. Okay. And that leaves Tiff. What was the getaway car one? The driver of a gangster's getaway car. Uh, that one? Oh, <laughs> this is my game to lose. No. <laughs> so stressed. Okay. Yeah, that one. All right. 
Well then, let's start with that one. We'll get it right out of the way. Oh, damn it. Tiff thought that a flivver boob was the driver of a gangster's getaway car. Listen, Johnny, we're going to go hit the bank. You are the flivver boob in this operation. <laughs> yeah, I think Tiff's the flivver boob in this operation, and Jason Dunn set her up. Yep. Jason. That's his answer. You sent me up the bomb. Uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Reference acknowledged from 2001? <laughs> a prosthetic breast known as a zero wing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, oh, Jason and Brian both thought that a flivver boob was someone who pretends to know a lot about cars. That was actually Dan's oh, answer. No. So. Oh, the dancer. Oh, yeah. The dancer. <laughs> there oh, you go. yeah. <laughs> Monty and Dan, meanwhile, thought that a flivver boob was a reckless driver. Yes, it is. A flivver boob oh, oh, oh. is a reckless driver. They have a name for that. It's called reckless driver. <laughs> oh. They do now. This is an old timing yeah. word when people thought yeah. flivver were, was a sensible word. When there were getaway yeah, cars for, for gangsters. <laughs> yes. I, really thought, I really did not think that many people would know that flivver <laughs> was, was a term for car. Mine. This was apparently the uh, the automobile-based analog to jaywalking. You're yeah. a jaywalker if you're a walker and you're reckless. You're a flivver boob if you're a driver and you're reckless. I have I'm no idea it. why it didn't catch on. I'm, I'm the like only one that didn't know. It sounds kind of delicious. I want to bring it back. Bring it back. We need we need that term more more than ever now. See, I'm right. the only one that didn't know what with the boob part of the word. So yes. I think well, I'm frankly disappointed of... that nobody picked your chicken cutlet, which yeah. <laughs> that's actually what it's called. Yeah. I'm Is it really? No one picked someone who's far too interested in automobiles, as that was the only car-themed one that didn't get picked. Alrighty then. Well, after round eight, look who's in the lead. It's not Tiff. Uh, Jason! It's returning Dan. champion Dan Morin. At Big 15 move. points, he's within striking distance. This round oh, could man. do it. In second place now with 13 points is Tiff. Tied for third with nine points each, Jason and Brian. Oh, I'm sorry. A three-way tie with nine points each for third. Jason, Brian, and Monty. Thank you. And I'm just hanging around in the back here with five points, as you do. All right. Well, let's move on to round nine. Uh, let's do something a little different for round nine. Let's play a round of Love is a Strange Place, which, of course, means uh, lost in translation, depending on who you ask. And uh, this is the round where we... Um, I give you the title of a movie, as it is known to us American types, <laughs> and uh, you tell me what that title was translated to when it was released in a different market. You don't have to give it to me in the original language, though. You can give me the English translation of the uh, foreign title of the given movie. Clear as mud? Yep. Yeah. This is the one where we went with Die Hard a few years back, and... Uh, I believe the Norwegians refer to that as action skyscraper. So that's scraper, how this is played. Scraper, 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 scraper. <laughs> action skyscraper. <laughs> so uh, the movie Wee for <laughs> for this <laughs> round is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yes, I've seen and this movie. <laughs> I will. <laughs> that may or may not help you. I've never seen anybody so excited about having seen National Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas Vacation. But I want you to tell me what National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is known as in Quebec. Please do that for me now.
right, all of the Quebecois translations for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation are in. I'm going to read them to you now, and then you tell me which one is the real title. Hell Family Holiday. (laughs) Very good squirrel tree friend. The Family Holiday of Disaster. The tree has balls. American family holiday hijinks. Or burning down the holiday tree. One of those is, in fact, what people in Quebec go to see when they go to see National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And the first to get to tell me which one of those it is, is Brian. I like Family Holiday of Disaster. The Family Holiday of Disaster. All righty. Monty. I will go with National Lampoon's (laughs) The Tree Has Balls. (laughs) Okay. Dan. Um, I'm going to go with, was it Burning Down the Holiday Tree? That was uh, an answer that I gave, yes. (laughs) Is that the one you want? Yes, please. Okay. Tiff. Hell Family Holiday. Hell Family Holiday. My favorite ACDC song. (laughs) Surprise, Family Holiday Terrorism. (laughs) (laughs) And that leaves Jason. I am also going to go with Hell Family Holiday. Hell Family Holiday. It's catchy once you think about it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's pretty like good. It, yeah. It's the sequel to Hell Family, which was obviously the name of the original <laughs> National Lampoon's Vacation. Yes. It's also Monty's answer, so <laughs> Tiff and Jason each <laughs> gave a point to Monty. Hooray for Monty. <laughs> Nobody bit on Brian's very good squirrel tree friend. <laughs> Were we supposed to bite it? It's probably a great relief for the squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Brian... He liked the sound of the family holiday of disaster. That was Jason's answer, so he probably uh, likes the sound of that, too. I do. Snell! Yes, I do. Dan, meanwhile, chose burning down the holiday tree, which burns an extra point over to Tiff's score. Yay. And that leaves Monty, who thought that National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is known in Quebec as the tree has balls. Le Sapin à des Boules is, in fact, the title (laughs) of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You're okay by me. Bless him. Bless him. So apparently someone from National Lampoon also translated the title when they (laughs) shifted up north. So there you go. Uh, That's, wow, after round nine, Dan is back in the lead with 15 points. He's in striking distance. Actually, were you? Yeah, you actually I was were. Already, I was already before. in the lead. I know you it's did late. nothing that round, Dan. <laughs> nope, didn't get Never any points. Mind. Didn't choose the right answer. I was excited for you, and now I'm much less excited. You still have 15 points, but you're still in the lead. Uh, Tiff is pulled closer though with 14 points. She's in second. Uh, with 13 points in third is Monty. Wow, they're all clustered up at the front there. A little ways back behind that is Jason with 10 points in fourth, and right behind him is Brian with nine. He's in fifth. I'm in sixth. I've got five points. I love it. 
I'm in six. My name's Steve. Indeed. Of course, if you're Austrian, you might recognize uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation as, help, it's Christmas time. <laughs> uh, the Greeks know it as the Christmas of the Crazy Manor House. <laughs> and in Poland, for some reason, it's better known as In the Crooked Mirror, colon, hello, St. Nicholas. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I feel like some mistake was made in the translation on that one. But. In the Crooked Mirror. That's just a great title, period. Yeah. Now, the colon is, incidentally, a uh, an actual punctuation mark. <laughs> it's not in the Crooked Mirror colon. Hello, <laughs> All righty, then. Well, let's move on to round 10. And uh, let's see if we can finish this thing off with 10 rounds. The word for round 10 is this. Gazump. <laughs> Saloop. Goes up. Saloop. Goes up. It's the thing you say when somebody tells you salute. Well, now I have to come up with a whole new answer, Steve. <laughs> Sorry. So Stop that is spelled G A Z U M P. Gazump. Gazump. Yes, indeed. Do the gazumpty zump. <laughs> Please salute me your definitions for the word gazump. Now, pretty sure I've read this Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> yeah, the Gazump had mumps. Now, I never watched Salute Your Shorts, so I can't make a proper joke. <laughs> That's all but I got. You're Just, damn well going to try. Right. <laughs> Just staking it out so no one else can either now. <laughs> yeah, good. I thought of a word that sounded like another word and said, oh, got to share that with the world. All righty. All the definitions are in for the word Gazump. So here they are. Gazump. A loose feather found on the ground. Hey, look at this gazump. <laughs> you might say that for pretty much any noun-based definition. <laughs> I was looking down when I said it, though. Perhaps you can say it again for each of the answers. <laughs> gazump. A chord played on a glockenspiel. Hey, look at this gazump. Sweet. No, that would be, hey, listen, listen to, to this gazump. It's <laughs> a whole different experience. Sweet gazump sound. <laughs> gazump. To fall down the stairs in the dark. He died of gazump. <laughs> Gazumption, please. <laughs> he had the gazumption. A dwarf camel. Ooh. <laughs> what? A 1920s slang term for a paperboy. Or to demand a higher price from a home buyer after informally agreeing upon one. Oh, these are tough. I'm sure glad I don't have to go first. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the options for round 10. And first to get to choose amongst them is Monty. What? Gazump. Uh-huh. Oh, gazump indeed. Um, you totally got gazumped, dude. I did. Hey, Is look at gazump, that gazumping bro? you just got. <laughs> oh, did you hear about that gazump? Uh, I'm going to say it's that uh, real estate move. Oh, okay. How about you, Dan? Oh, man. Um, Two words. Real estate. That's what, what I really, really want, want for Christmas. For Christmas. Uh, That's right. See, it is festive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I am going to go with, oh man, this is, my brain is starting to fry. Uh, I'm going to go with the real estate one. (laughs) Wow. Following Monty. After all that. Yeah. I wanted to talk myself out of it, but it wasn't happening. How about Tiff? Mm, What was the one before the real estate? A 1920s slang no, term. The one before that? No. A dwarf camel. <laughs> before that? <laughs> to fall down the stairs in no, the dark. Like, when we say before that, that? Like, like last round. A chord played on a glockenspiel. Please give us oh. answers from earlier in the game. And before that was a loose feather found on the ground. Oh, <laughs> dudes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, the giving up has begun in earnest. <laughs> I want to win. <laughs> it's so easy. It's right in front of you. Just say the right definition. Oh. And the game is in your hand. Wait, who's in the lead? Dan. Dan. I also pick real estate. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> Strategy that is happening. Could go very badly for us. That's a bold move. It's bold. Um, Jason. I am going to choose... A dwarf camel. Okay. The dwarf the camel appreciates it. And that leaves Brian. Jason, do you think there's room on the dwarf camel for me too? Probably not. Only if you're stealing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you and I on the dwarf camels will ride along with a pig and steal all of the shoes. Yeah, there you go. So you're taking the dwarf camel? Yeah, I'm taking the dwarf camel. Brian All right, you Jason take that dwarf camel. The dwarf camel with got lots of back hair with the lead pipe in the conservatory. Ooh, you take that boy. dwarf camel, you get there. Well, no spread that time, that's for sure. So uh, let's start with Monty, Dan, and Tiff, all of whom thought that a gazump was to demand a higher price from a home buyer after informally agreeing upon one. That's a gazump. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Two points to each of y'all. And, uh, wow, that's, uh, that moved the scores around a bit. But we aren't done yet. Jason and Brian each thought that a gazump was a dwarf camel. That's absurd. And it is also Monty's answer. <laughs> so two more points to Monty. That's a four-point oh. turn for you, sir. Yes. That puts Monty in a tie for first place with Dan at 17 points. Whoa. Just (laughs) hanging out over the precipice. Uh, Tiff is right behind with 16 points. Always a bridesmaid. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Except for that one time. Jason is in fourth (laughs) with 10 points. (laughs) Brian is in fifth with nine points. And I still have five. I'm in sixth. So, wow, what are we going to do here? <laughs> Am I really I think trying? This, no, I think this really. is it, right? This is going to this is going to make make the magic happen. It would really be hard for the game not to end here. So, we're going around 12, baby. I'm pretty confident. 11? 11. Yeah, this is round 11. 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one does sure not cheat. This one does not go to 11. <laughs> uh, no, this one does go to 11 and the word for round 11 is Mangle Wurzel. Yes. Mangle Wurzel. That's M A N G E L W U R Z E L. 
Again, that word is manglewurzel. Please send me your definitions now. So, Steve, on my um, on my Google, it says, "Why doesn't Santa like me?" Really, which is a song. It does apparently, change. yeah. That's apparently the, it's the not, name of a song. I've had I've had ones I've typed in change on a day to day basis. Mm. So, yeah, that, that's the one I get. What? <laughs> the second one down after that is why doesn't Santana sing? Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a great one. That is amazing. <laughs> and then why doesn't Santa come to my house? And finally, why doesn't Santa Barbara have a target? Barbara have a target. <laughs> a target. <yeah. laughs> what? <laughs> Okay. Uh, oh, so the word was manglewurzel, and uh, we have all the definitions in for the word manglewurzel. So perfect time to read them to you. It's the best time. No, nah, I think I'll wait. I think I'll wait. All right. All right. Now's the perfect time. These are the definitions for manglewurzel. A traditional handmade stuffed animal. A braided loaf of bread with currants and cherries. The speaking of a fanciful language. A kind of bread. The German word for a pretzel. Or a large beet primarily used to feed livestock. After they've gotten their fill of little <laughs> Jesuses. That's, that's, that's totally the Glenn answer right there. Straw Jesus is the appetizer, and then you get beets. And then it comes out looking like, uh, no, never mind. Look, I, our straw Jesus. Come on, Monty. Stigmata. Monty, you want to live in my world where children feed straw <laughs> Jesuses to livestock and there are lake tourists, okay? <laughs> I like the lake tourist part. All right, so uh, that. Starting, off, starting us off in round 11 is Dan Moore and Dan. Oh, my God. I have to go first. Um, you got to go first, dude. Oh, I went first geez. last time and I got four points out of it. It's great. Uh, I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go with a type of bread. I like bread. That's what I'm going with. Double down on that. All right. Bread it up. Yep, that's right. Tiff, mm. how you like bread? I like it. I like it. It's either the one with stuff in it or without. <laughs> Narrows it down. Bread with things, bread without things. Mm. Mm. But Dan picked the bread with <laughs> out things. So if I also pick it, then I'm in the same boat as Dan, and he's in the front boat, and I'm in the boat right behind him. <laughs> but we could be both in the, in the losing boat, because Monty is also very close to us. We just have to get Monty to pick the same one. Monty, do it. <laughs> Are we starting a collective? No, we're starting a cartel. <laughs> don't you understand? No, I don't. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with uh, the bread without the things. So just the bread. A kind of bread? Yeah. Okay. Jason, it's a large beat. Okay. Like, boom. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Damn right. It. I wanted to go after Jason, the guy who speaks German. <laughs> oh, he was so confident. Damn it. No. Brian. I like bread with things, so I want things in my bread. Bread with things. Coming right <laughs> up. Mm, sounds delicious. 
That's what I order at every restaurant. Bread. We came with to Panera things. to order bread with things. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is their slogan. Their new marketing campaign. Panera bread with things. <laughs> All right, Monty. You want things in your bread? Thingless bread. He doesn't want things in his. Bread. No bread. Right. The amount Monty. of bread in the thing. How about just things? Sans bread. <laughs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> oh no, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> Did Moe's just join this call? Yeah, parcel it all out. What's the strategy here? What's the gamesmanship? Well, I know what answer I gave. Uh-oh. So I know that's, how many, okay, that's a great start. So I know how many points I'm about to get. Uh-huh. And I don't want anyone else like Dan to have a chance of getting that many points. Huh. Oh, so that many. You can pick which is maybe zero? I'm going to say I believe this is the tactically correct thing. Oh, I know I, what you're going to yeah. do. I will also say a kind of, <laughs> a kind of bread. Yes. <laughs> the cartel has won. Oh my god. Fear All us. Right. Fear us. He's joining on a kind of bread, says Monty. Oh. Wait, so before, before we give these answers, my question is yes. can you refresh our memory, Steve, as to there have been a couple different rubrics for how winning is the, done. Is it first across no, the line or person with the most it's the, No, no. We determined a long time ago that it, as long as you cross that 18 threshold, you are amongst the winners. Okay. So. The Snellmorin rule of Lodaf yes, 3 I, or whatever Smorin? it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Smorin laws. Right. <laughs> we could call it the Snorin <laughs> rule because it comes out the Morin, when everybody's so sleepy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just get this out of the way. Jason thought that a Mangelwurzel was a large beet primarily used to feed livestock. He's 100% right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was, I, oh. everybody thought I was so confident. I was just totally fake confident. I just guessed. But all right, it's a beat. It's totally a beat. And you nailed, nailed it. it. You nailed it. Confident, you love those livestock-related you know, answers. Confidence is key. Once you can fake that, you, you got, got it. Lead. Yep. That's right. You were nowhere near the finish line, though, so it doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. 13 points for me. But still, 12 points for me, yeah. 12 points for you. Uh, let's see. Oh, what happened here? Dun, 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 well, dun. well, Tiff and Dan. Brian Hamilton <laughs> thought that Mangelwurzel was a braided loaf of bread with currants and cherries. No, did I just give the winner their points? Which gives one point to Dan Morin. Thanks, Brian. <gasps> Pushing him to 18 points. Ah, uh, but. <laughs> that leaves Dan, Tiff, and Monty, all of whom thought that Mangelwurzel mm-hmm. was a kind of bread. Monty knows that it's not because that was his answer, yeah, which he chose to avoid giving points to anybody else. What a spiteful <laughs> SOB, but also a winner, <laughs> along with Dan. Damn. Yep, I That's went cold, to 19 man. points because I got points off Dan and <laughs> Tiffany on that. He's a uh, winner, I, but a you spiteful. Know, I had a strong feeling after the as I made the comparison to an alcoholic drink that this was a Monty yep. answer, but I went with it anyways. <laughs> That's on me. So what that means is that after 11 strong rounds, we have a two-way tie for the win. Monty with 19 points, Dan with 18. It doesn't matter. They both won. They're both over that 18 threshold, as just discussed. Tiff, oh, man, I wanted you to get there, but you, you halted at the 16 mark. I'm sorry. Thanks. Next time is your time. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason, it may not or may not be your next time. I, I can't tell from your score of twelve where you were sitting. Yeah, that's pretty good for me. In fourth place, yeah, that's pretty good. Good job, thanks. 
Uh, Brian, you're in fifth with nine points. Hey, that's respectable. That's halfway there. Remember when that was second place? That was fun. Yeah. And I never and, moved again. Uh, I, your host, ended up in last place with five points. Wasn't a factor. That's okay. It's hard out here with five players. What are you going to do? So uh, congratulations, Monty and Dan. Good job. You have won Low Definition 15. I'd like to thank my players. Uh, thank you, Dan Morin, Tiff Arment, Jason Snell, Brian Hamilton, and Monty Ashley. And uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. And uh, <laughs> Oh, and, and hey, if you want, you can follow us on Twitter. It don't cost nothing, and it might even be fun. Uh, you can find us at at LowDefGS. Uh, the GS stands for Greedo Shot First. Not Gazump Saloop? I mean, of the on. Pennsylvania Gazump Shot First. Gazump Saloop. Gazump Saloop. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, Exclamation you can also, point S, Gazump Saloop. You can also send hate mail, love mail, once-in-a-lifetime offers, weird words, or crazy round ideas to lowdefgs at gmail.com. Do not send them to uh, the Twitter account, because everyone will read them. A lot of good words have been ruined that way. Uh, oh, and the GS in that one stands for, of course, Gazump Saloop. So there you go. Uh, this has been... Ruined that day. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this has been Low Definition, and I'm Steve Lutz saying, poop well, or I will hit you with a stick. <laughs> Happy Life Day. <laughs>